Drop the Subject. Okay, Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill. We are uh, back. Well, I am back, in, back. S- in Southern California. Yes, we <laughs> spent the last few days in San Francisco, but apparently Jarrett missed planes. So you hopped on another one and went across the country, and now you are in New York City, correct? Well, I, I love framing it as I missed a flight. I actually had way too many flights is really what happened. No, I mean, you you missed being on planes, so oh, you booked I missed, more. Yes, yes. I must have missed being on a plane because only 13 hours later I was on another one here to New York. Uh, I, I slept in my own bed and then I was up early to get here to New York. So yes. So why? So tell us why you're there and and then I want to talk about because you you you've, you mentioned to me last night you were like I think that I've developed a plane uniform at this yeah. point because you're flying so much. So but yeah. first why are you why why are you doing what you're doing? Are you is there a panel near you? I can only imagine. I, a panel is near me. That is actually <laughs> what it is. Uh, you as you know I do plenty of panels and screenings. Um, every week as you make fun of me about. Um, and so I'm here actually for a panel uh, with the folks from VaynerMedia. If you know who G- Gary Vaynerchuk is, he's a pretty popular um, uh, guy on social media. He's a business owner. He has this really big uh, advertising agency called VaynerMedia. And so I'm here to host a pre-Pride panel. Say that three times fast. Pre-Pride um, poop? No. Nope. Pre- that's it. There you go. <laughs> Um, it's called the LGBTQ plus community's impact on internet culture. So um, I will be hosting that here tonight um, at seven o'clock local time. Um, and it'll actually be streaming online as well. So people can kind of tune in and check it out. So oh, so I can cool. watch you if I miss you. Indeed. Indeed. So I'll make sure to tweet out the link so people can see it. You can follow me at Twitter at, on Twitter at Jarrett Hill and I'll make sure to tweet it out. Um, we've got some pretty cool folks that'll be on the panel. Um, Wembley Sewell, who's the executive editor of them, will be there. Um, Andrea Minko, who's a an entrepreneur. Dennis Williams is the SVP of HBO. He'll an SVP from HBO, I should say. He'll be there. Um, Benito Skinner, you might know as Benny Drama Seven on Instagram, will be there. And then Marty G. Cummings, who's a uh, drag queen artist and activist, will also be on the panel. So that'll be today. That um, is a mouthful. Then, Good job. I know exactly. I'm like I'm like reading from my phone. Like I'm doing this pretty well. Good yeah, for me. SVP of HBO, that's another one. I mean, these are all just vo- like speech warm-up exercises to me. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, pre-pride panel York. SVP, HBO. Unique uh, New York. Yes. Unique New York. <laughs> it is unique, and so is the panel. Uh, so, so I don't know if you can hear on our end, Jarrett, some uh, distinct heavy hammering and drilling. Yes, there is a new sound space being installed yes. underneath us, and uh, and it was actually always quiet for quite a while, but I guess they, the construction people are back from vacation, and they are making up for lost time, so there's not a lot lie, going on today. Not going to lie, I thought Justin was playing with sound effects. So, because you know, Justin's good for inserting a sound effect. You're like drilling? All right, I don't understand how it fits, but sure. it sounded like uh, like the smokestack or whatever from a from a ship that <laughs> kind of thing. So I was like, "What does that even? What does that mean?" Yeah, yeah. So bear with us. There's a lot of uh, yeah. They are yeah. they're building a stage directly underneath us, and yeah. apparently these walls. Uh, I I guess the walls and the ceiling are soundproof, but not the floor. So apparently not. Yeah, from the soundproof studio. Now, now when I when we traveled together over the weekend, we flew together, yes. and uh, and it was uh, it was on that jet suite thing, so it was mm-hmm. kind of a classier airline right Right. you were wearing a nice blazer like you looked like a professional you looked like a guy who has enough clout and income to be riding on jet suite i was more (laughs) like you know i I was a little bit frumped out but still i i guess i i made it work but you now is is that so when you say you have a a a flight uniform now is that kind of it's the blazer and the jeans and 
No, not at all. So the only reason that I was dressed that way is because, ironically, I was coming from hosting a, a panel. panel. <laughs> exactly. Where Jared Hill yes. leads, a panel follows. Exactly, yeah. So I was coming from a panel, so I was I was kind of suited in that day. But um, I tend to always wear the same kind of thing every time I fly, just because I want to be as comfortable as possible. I always say, I'm a six foot three, 200 and whatever pounds person, sitting in an airplane seat, not always the most comfortable. Um, <laughs> Allie, do you have gas? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Why do the sounds have to be so funny? I okay. just, they're, they're kind of perfect. Okay, so um, go on. So yes, I, I'm I'm a I'm a big person, and so like sitting in airplane seats is not comfortable. So I always try and dress as comfortably as possible. So okay, but I, how casually are you? Are you like oh, in sweatpants? Casual. Are you? I'm in like black sweatpants, sneakers, a t-shirt, a hoodie. Like I'm as ah. comfortable as can be. But it's all I'm always like in all black. Which I always think to myself, like, one of these days, they're going to, like, look at me on the cameras and, like, look at every time I've come through and been like, what's going on with him always wearing the same outfit? But it always, it's always, like, black t-shirt, black hoodie, some sweats, a a random sneaker, so sometimes that's color. But, like, I feel like I have, like, a a bit of a uniform that kind of comes along with travel. I love that you think that the TSA people are watching the security camera worried about why you're wearing the same outfit all the time. Absolutely they are. (laughs) Why is he wearing the same thing he wore when we were flying to San Francisco? who wore it better, Jared in March or Jared in June? Like... (laughs) Okay, so I thought that you were, because when I saw you, you were all dressed up and you were like, I I always wear the same thing on planes. I was like, maybe you're one of those people who tries to rock it old school and classy and and dress up for planes. You know, some people still do that. I actually am of the mentality that you should dress nicely for a plane. For you, I understand because you are a tall man and you want to be comfortable on planes. Planes and small confined spaces are not your best friend, right? Right. So, but when I was younger, my stepdad worked for United Airlines lines and we would fly standby all the time. We'd fly with the employee whatever group Mm -hmm. and we had to dress up. We had to dress a certain way in order to even get on the plane because we were representing the company, right? So it was... Not a good situation for little Leslie Alley, who likes to dress down and just kind of wear ripped jeans all the time. I had to wear pencil skirts and 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 tights, and I mean, I had to wear the the the, the little like blouse and everything. It was very uncomfortable, but I did kind of eventually get used to the fact that I had to dress up to go on planes. So then when I, when I stopped doing the whole employee thing, I started flying with regular consumers. I saw, saw people in like crop tops and sweats and, you know, like not even pants sometimes. And I was like, what are these hooligans doing on the plane? <laughs> so I, I, I do think that there is a line there eventually of how casual can you be on a plane. I think sweatpants is about as casual as it can get before you get into dangerous territory. Well, I, I haven't really done like the Daisy Dukes thing on the airport <laughs> to the airport. I will I will say like that would if surprise I'm, the TSA. If I, exactly right, keep them guessing. <laughs> I, uh, I if I'm gonna fly first class, I might dress up a little bit more just because. I mean, quite frankly, being a black person in first class, sometimes you get looked at a little bit. So I was like, do you belong here? And it's like, really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, trick. Are you talking to me? Like, then you have that situation. But uh, or you go the total other way and you do super casual. Like, yeah, I belong here and I'm going to exactly. wear whatever the F I want. It depends on it depends on where I am in my self-care that day. Like, <laughs> if I have the patience or if I don't. Now, if you, do you get the same looks in business class? If I you haven't have you been ever... in business class. Ali, how dare you? <laughs> Okay, I'm just saying if you're in first class versus coach, if there's a middle ground there, are you still noticing that you get looks from people? I, I mean, yeah, like the further, the closer you are to the front of the plane, unless it's like Southwest, 
um, the closer you are to the front of the plane, the more likely you are to get like a, huh? Like yesterday, I have I have pre-check and global entry, right? Because I travel a lot and I want to get through the airport as much as, as fast as I can. I think I said on Monday, like, I will show up to the airport at the very last second. Sure. Um, even then, sometimes they're like, um, over this way. And I'm like, no, I have pre-check. And they're like, oh. And, you know, it's like that kind of thing. Oh, um, you? Are you sure you do? You, sir? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for, I have that experience. Okay. Sometimes. But then for me personally... I would be more alarmed if I saw you at the very back of the plane. I would be like, "Oh, what kind of airline is this?" I, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, why are they making why are they making poor Jarrett sit in the very back of the plane? This is racist. Well, tomorrow I, I will probably be sitting in the back of the plane because I didn't assign a seat, which is a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, speaking of whole other conversations, we're going to take a hard turn coming up, and right after this break, there's a new list of emergency pl- supplies for work that yes, you're supposed to be. Bringing. I had to do all this last night, and apparently this list is pretty crazy. I haven't heard the list. Allie's got it. We're going to do that, and then we have a pretty cool giveaway coming up in just a couple of minutes for Margaret Cho. You're not going to miss that. That's coming up next on the new Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on your new channel Q. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. the subject okay drop the subject on this fine wednesday uh 12 to 2 p.m is when we are on on the west coast but Jarrett is on the east coast right now so you are doing an evening show over on your end yes we are live 12 to 2 on the west coast but we're on three to five here in uh, new york and all across the east coast so yeah, and, and, and you are a relatively new hire, Jarrett. You have been uh, filling in on several of the shows here at Channel Q, but now you're with me on a regular basis. Yes. And you have not had to be subject to the office emails that have been flooding my inbox for several, I mean, several years now, but over the last few weeks, it's been really, really strong. These, the thing these... that we affectionately refer to as the mixed emotions email? Yes, we get several, <laughs> it's with mixed emotions emails, uh, you know, throughout the throughout the week, and then there are a lot of, oh, we found a lost earring in the, in the bathroom, or we, does anybody own this pair of sunglasses, anything you could possibly imagine is a is a uh, is sent to the entire company and then there are the people who reply all of course because you can't just respond to one person you have to let everybody know that those are not your sunglasses <laughs> so right as opposed to just not responding yeah as opposed to just disengaging with the po- the the email altogether so you have not you don't have an official intercom email address yet you asked me the other day should i get one and you you made me feel like the answer to that was a vehement no. I said, if you can live the uh, as many days as possible without an intercom email address, I implore you to do so. Because some of these emails, I mean, they are things that we have to be doing. Like, I, I've been getting emails for the past, what is it, Justin, probably three or four weeks about this fire safety training? We've been getting fire safety training emails for uh, for a very long time now, letting us know that every single employee must complete the fire and life safety training module. And, you know, they, they send me, oh, you, ha- you have to do this by, by May 1st. You have to do this by May 15th. Okay, now you really have to do it by May 29th. Then I got one last night that said, everybody who has not done this needs to do it, exclamation point, exclamation point, action required. So finally, I sat down last night and... And I watched, I half watched these videos. Well, I think because I've, I haven't gotten that email, I don't have to do it, right? That's how that works. So that's what I, that's why I'm saying save yourself. Yes. Like you, if you, if no one is making you get this email address, you don't need to do it. I, and I won't be fighting for it. No, no, I, there's a lot worth fighting for, Jarrett. 
This is not one of them. This is not one of them. <laughs> save yourself by not learning how to save yourself. <laughs> oh, That's I see true. what you did there, Justin. So, Justin always jumps in with a gem. You do, you do. Get some good one- one-liners there, Ginger Justin. So what I had to watch last night is the following. I had to watch a, a fire safety video followed by a 10-question quiz. Then an earthquake video followed by a 10-question quiz. Followed by a, a medical emergency video. So I'm what I'm already sp- exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you what I had to watch, and you're tired. And uh, so the medical emergency video. That's like you know if 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 uh, Justin all of a sudden starts convulsing on the floor, I'm supposed to go over to him and and give him medical attention until help arrives. You sound so obligated. Like I'm supposed to go over there. <laughs> well, my my argument is that I don't know how to do any of this stuff. I mean, they they expect is it CPR. Well, no. I mean, that. Yeah, if you if you know CPR, if he needs CPR, then I can give it to you. Again, I can give it to him. But I'm not just supposed to pretend like I know how to do CPR. How long does CPR training last? Because I had CPR training, but that was in like 2009. So Justin, yeah, I think you might be screwed, buddy. I think, I think, I think we all know that if Justin were to have a health emergency in the studio, he would be dead in minutes. I don't think anybody nearby would know how to help the poor guy. Between us, we've watched many many episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Um, <laughs> But right. that, but that train would probably kill you and not help you. So. No, and then I actually have taken dog CPR. What? So I know how to save an animal. Of course, but I don't know how thing. to save a human. I, uh, it's part of my lesbian training, lesbian yeah, one hundred and one. There you go. There you go. It comes with the software. Right. So then I had to do the medical emergency training. I had to do the power failure training. So what to do in order to uh, to wait? Is this still on the module thing you're talking about? Yeah. This is all the stuff I had to watch. Allie, how long did this take? Oh, it, at least an hour. Oh, geez. And I was just pl- kind of plowing through. I'd watch, I would like half watch and listen, and then I would take the 10-question quiz, and it'd be like, here are the ones you missed, and then I would retake them. And look, some of the really questions seriously. are easy. It's like, you know, if, if there's a power outage, what are you supposed to do? Remain calm, call for help, or panic and run throughout the building and jump out the window. And you're like, hmm, I think panic, that probably panic. panic and jump out the window is something I'm not supposed to do. So it's like relatively easy, but anyway... There's a what to do when there's a power failure. There's what to do when you have a when there's a bomb threat, which was crazy. And then there's a whole map of our building and what uh, where what where the emergency exits are. Apparently, we also have a a, a, what is it called? A a floor warden. Every building has a floor warden that that can let us know about fire safety on our floor. Do they have to be called a warden, though? I don't know the the answer to that, Justin I mean, Jared. It was not in the it was not in the module. Can we call him a Florden just because it's kind of fun? But I like, like Florden. A floor warden. That sounds awful. Yeah, I, it have to be someone we hate, though. <laughs> well, I would imagine it's the equivalent of like a hall monitor. It's somebody that's like I I do go above and beyond at my job, and I you know I'm the designated floor warden for the building, and everyone's like, okay, Steve, great. <laughs> It would have to be a Steve. It would have to be a Steve, yeah, or a, like a Lenny. A, so a Lenny. the other thing that I was floored by, not floor warden by, is, th- is that uh, there the, during the earthquake module, they explained all the emergency supply things we are supposed to have ready and on hand. Uh, and did you know, Jarrett, that we are supposed to, at all times, right now, I, I, I'm completely unprepared. I do not have these things with me. Surprise, surprise. But I am supposed to have, at all times, all of us, you, me, and Jer- and Ginger Justin, are supposed to have a three-day emergency p- supply kit that contains food and water for th- up to three days, uh, high-calorie snacks. Let me stop you right there. <laughs> 
that refrigerator in the break room would not count. <laughs> God knows what's in there. You don't Even want old, every old half three. and a half to get you through the next three days? I mean, three days of food, we're supposed to just like have that on hand in the building? Oh, not only in the building, we're also supposed to have a separate kit in our car. Are we expecting like the, the zombie apocalypse or something? See, this I is this was for a fire. That's what I'm saying. It's a for it's well. This is for an earthquake. I would imagine you need to, need to have this in any emergency situation. But my argument is that I don't know who could be carrying all these things with them at all times, and anyone who is probably needs to see a therapist. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, I'm a person who's always I always think about earthquakes because I've I'm born and raised in, in California, like you. So I'm always thinking about like the possibility of an earthquake. Sure. But like I've experienced so few significant earthquakes in my life that I feel like sometimes my concern about it is a little bit unreasonable. Now, mind you, I say this now and, you know, the big one will hit tomorrow. Mind yeah. you, I'm in New York. But I, I knock on wood. The construction exactly. people downstairs are. Oh, my God. They're knocking on everything <laughs> because we can hear every every time they do it. Um, this makes me feel like I need to evacuate the building. Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so yes, you, you're 100% correct, Jarrett. It's completely unreasonable. And what we need to have, but I, yeah, I mean, we, we of course, in, in California, we expect earthquakes more often, but I don't think that any of us are necessarily more prepared because of that. But here's what we're supposed to have. Water, high-calorie snacks, a first aid kit with prescription medications and glasses. Oh, my God. I'm exhausted. For that person who left their glasses in the bathroom, we need to have those spare glasses. Just like readers? Like, <laughs> whose prescription is this? Like, I don't know. Solar blankets? I mean, those things are pretty... I don't even know where to get those. That's very California. Solar blankets? Anything solar, yeah. <laughs> oh, the solar blankets are like those... Um, those me- they have like a... They're like tinfoil. metallic sheen so they keep you warmer or something. You're right, like that. right. Okay, hats? God. <laughs> Glo- <laughs> gloves? Tennis shoes, a whistle. Are you kidding me? And a, a, a list of emergency phone numbers. Now this, this is interesting because I don't remember any phone numbers anymore. There was a time back in the eighties where I knew all the important phone numbers that I needed to know. All my friends, all my family. And both of us have phones with crappy batteries, so we'd be really screwed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we would probably last. I, I think on average about twenty minutes in an earthquake <laughs> scenario. Okay, I was gonna say six hours, but okay. <laughs> I love the optimism. <laughs> Uh, that's not all. A crank-powered flashlight and dun, 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 a radio. Oh, God. This is when radio becomes relevant again well, in an emergency situation. I do have the radio.com app, so. <laughs> there is oh, no, that. this thing's crashing. Oh, exactly, God, right. I need help. Oh, wait, my phone just died. But this is the other thing is that we are the ones who are supposed to keep everybody informed, right, when in an emergency situation. So... Yeah, when so, when the radio, like, everyone needs the radio so they can listen to people like us tell them what's going on. So am I supposed to so, evacuate or am I supposed to stay in the radio studio to tell everybody that there's an earthquake? Well, this is one of the things that I always said, like, I, I, I hated the idea of doing news in places that had, like, severe weather because, like, you don't get a snow day because there's a blizzard. Like, you have to go to work. And right. I, I lived and worked in Florida where, you know, hurricanes happen. And luckily, a, a hurricane didn't come while I was a reporter. And... and in Florida, but like that is the real fear because like you're all locked in the station basically through inclement weather because you've got to be on the air at any given moment. Mind oh, you, gosh. people are going to be mad if you interrupt The Bachelor, but you know that's a different <laughs> conversation. Um, so, yeah, I mean it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and hey. I, I, yeah. So I mean, I guess that I 
I probably wouldn't have all the emergency equipment, and I would have to. We would have to stay in here to keep people updated. So well, we have to keep people updated on what's happening outside, and we have to keep people updated on what's going on uh, coming up. We've got tickets <laughs> to see Margaret Cho tonight in LA. We're going to play a little game. If you give us a call, call one eight three three seven seven call Q. Again, that's eight three three seven seven call Q. You can play um, to win tickets to Margaret Cho. Um, I'm going to play along with you, and um, you can win these tickets. So if you're in Los Angeles, give us a call, 877-33-CALL-Q, and we'll be right back playing Name That Show, <laughs> a game that, <laughs> that I created. apparently came up with. Why last, are you upset? Well, like, the last game was good. I'm nervous about this one. Okay. I have, this could go completely left. <laughs> I guess it could go completely right, but I, I'm guessing it won't. Or it could just uh, be <laughs> kind of meh, and then we'll move on. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, that's coming up next. You're listening to the new Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on your channel Q with Radio and Radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Okay, Drop the Subject on the new channel Q. There's a lot going on in the building today. There's a vast amount of construction. There's a lot of drilling, a lot of hammering happening. But we're going to muster through it, Okay. I'm Allie Johnson. I'm with Jarrett Hill, who is in New York right now. He is getting ready for another panel. I, uh, I can't see you, but I assume you're wearing your panel blazer. I, I'm not wearing a panel blazer right now, but it's sitting over on the chair. Oh. <laughs> yes. Well, I really liked your panel outfit that I saw you in before we got on the plane. Well, to be clear, I don't have like one panel outfit. You have one plane outfit and <laughs> one panel outfit. That's there what we go. decided. Exactly. I have, I have like dress down and have panel. Uh, okay. Like we said, we have stuff to give you during the show today. So 833-77-CALL-Q. You just call us right now at 833-77-CALL-Q uh, and you can win tickets to go see Margaret Cho tonight. Only if I win the game though, right? Oh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think We're we have enough tickets regardless. I think, it, let's put it this way. If you call us now, you have a pretty good chance of going. Uh, but I do want to have some fun in the meantime. And there's a game that I created last night called Name That Show. And basically... better than you having, having made it up in the car on the way here. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I made this up last night. Okay. Uh, and basically, here's how it works. I'm going to uh, give you a question, and the answer has show in the title. So, for example... Here's your here here would be a practice question, uh, Jarrett. This Mexican chip is often enjoyed with melty cheese, jalapenos, and sour cream. Nacho. Nacho, exactly. One of my favorite things in all of creation. So that that is that is a, a practice one. So do we have a little uh, game show music here, Jarrett, to, or uh, uh, Justin, to get us going? I really don't enjoy that both of you have a name that starts with a J. I keep hearing you like reaching for our names. Yes. Hold on. My computer, of course, is been crashing well we just justin, got this justin we also um have that new who wants to be a millionaire music we've got a lot of options for for made-up games so yes okay hold on let me find my notes here while, while we're doing that there's a show coming up tonight with margaret Cho that's going to be exciting and last week we had on um we had on a guest that was talking about all of the different folks that are going to be there so it's a really exciting um, show that's going to be going on tonight. I wish I wanted to go there, but I don't know if you heard, but I'm in New York. So, um, but if you call in right now, one eight seven seven three three call, one eight three three seven seven call Q. Okay, we've got um, someone on the phone. Win. Oh, we got. Oh, someone how great! On the phone. Hello, hello. Who is this? Hi, this is Corey. Hello, hello, Corey. Nice to meet you. Are you ready to win some tickets? 
I am ready. Let's do it. Okay. This is for, uh, again, headliner Margaret Cho tonight, Wednesday, June 5th at 7 p.m. We all They also just added Jen Kober from Dead to Me uh, on Netflix. So oh this God, is going to be a show. really good show tonight. And you could be going yeah. for free if you can name that show. <laughs> Corey, I'm rooting for you, but also just rooting for this whole game in general. Okay. So, Corey, I'm going to let you... Uh, work with Jarrett here and actually brainstorm if you're unsure you can use him as a bit of a lifeline okay that's how we'll do this all right thank you sweet Perfect. and if, if you get three out of five you're going to Margaret show tonight Woo. all right let's do it all right here's your first one this type of necklace popular in the 90s has somehow made a resurgence it hugs close to the neckline and some people think if you wear them it means you're slutty I think I know what this is. Can I just, should I answer, Jared, or should we talk about it? Um, if you know it, I trust you, man. I'm here to help. What? I say, I think it's a choker. That is correct. What? A choker. <laughs> I definitely had one or two chokers in my day. I think one of them was made at leather at one point when I was feeling very punk rock. Oh, look at you, really raunchy. <laughs> yes. Then I realized it accentuated my large neck, so I stopped wearing them. That's your large neck. Oh, God. I do have a, a girthy neck, I'm telling you. I, I'm not touching that. Corey, I'm so sorry you have to watch this, this lover's quarrel. <laughs> this lover's quarrel. All right, question number two. This tiny silver fish is Jarrett's least favorite pizza topping. Oh, um, I'm going to say anchovy. That is correct, sir. You're two for two. Very exciting. You're good at this oh game, God. Corey. Thank Actually, you. my least favorite topping is tomato, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Tomato. That was the answer. Tomato was the answer. That's right. <laughs> okay. I did this one as a practice on my wife last night, and she could not get it, so I'm interested to see if you do, Corey. Here's next question. Uh, question number three. This cold red soup from Spain is made of blended vegetables. Oh. Oh, I'm cold, cold. Oh, Jared, do you know this one? I do know this one. You can give him a hint, Jared, but you can't give him the answer. Oh, okay. Okay, so it ends with Cho, and it starts with... Um, it begins with... It, it be- I can't say that? Okay, Corey, I need an answer. Oh, I, I, I wait, wait, wait. no idea. Corey, when you run out of... Yeah. When you go to the filling station... This is like radio in? charades. I know, right? When you go to the gas station, oh, sorry, I said the word gas. Okay, okay starts with gas, it. ends with cho, you can't. rhymes with gazpacho. Okay. No, Corey. Oh, <laughs> I mean, dang it. I also discovered that this word is very hard to spell. I was trying to look up what it was, and I was like, I don't know how to do this. Okay, that's fine. That's that fine. A good question. You have a thank you very much. You have you still have a chance to win. Here we don't go. Don't hype her up too much, Corey. You got two right, one wrong. <laughs> Here is your next question. These extremely ugly pants have have comically wide legs, and they go to about the mid-calf. Oh, okay. Some mistake them for culottes. Oh, snap. Last name Marks. I wanted to say, at, at first I wanted to say parachute pants, but I think those go down all the way. But, oh, what about capris? No, 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 oh. no, no. <laughs> oh, oh. Wait, Corey. Oh. Oh, um, can I no. can I save it for him? I no, no. The oh. buzzer went off. The answer was gaucho <laughs> pants. Gaucho pants. Remember Cho and the answer. 
Right. I feel like Alex Trebek, like, you see Cho in quotation marks. We all know what that means. Okay. Keep that in mind, Corey, for this final question. This is it. You have to get this one right to go to Margaret Cho tonight. Justin with the music. It's very important. I forgot the rules for a second, but here we go. Okay. Cho will be in this answer. Corey, consult me before you say final answer, okay? Okay. All right. All right. This company is the number one distributor of Greek yogurt in the U.S. Yogurt oh. varietals include Flips, Gimme's, Non-Dairy, and Fruit at the Bottom. Oh, Jesus. I know this one. You do? I know this one. All right, so Jared, just since I'm not going to, I'm going to consult you before my final answer. I think, and I'm pretty sure the answer is Chobani. I, that's what I'm thinking, Corey. I'm with you on this one. Final answer. I say Ch- Chobani, final answer. You oh my God. are... Oh my God! Ha-ha! Yeah. You win! All right, for you, Corey. Corey, congratulations! Thank you, finally. You are I... going to enjoy Margaret show tonight at, I believe, at the Rage in uh, in West Hollywood at 7 p.m. Tickets are yours. Wow! Thank you so much, Corey. I have to say, this new music really started making my blood pressure go up a little bit. I was nervous for you. I don't know, like it, it's just tickets, but I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I know I probably look crazy in a parking lot screaming, but it's all right. It's worth it. It's the, people out, the people outside the studio definitely turned around and were like, why is he clapping and cheering? What's happening? So. <laughs> I think that the people drilling downstairs stopped for a moment. But I do think that someone screaming in their car in Los Angeles is not anything. Uh, well, there's that. Yeah. There's that. You know, you just you, you fit in, honestly. Uh, so congrats, well, I'm Corey. I'm Palm Springs, but hey, I'll be out there tonight. Oh, perfect. Well, there you go. It's worth the drive. Thank you for playing, Corey. Thanks, Corey. We're going to take a quick break. You guys are listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Ali on the new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Yes, that is correct. We are Drop the Subject. I am Ali Johnson. Jared Hill is not here with me in person, but he is here with me in internet connection. Yes, you you are here virtually. I yes, suppose I'm, I'm here from New York. You are in New York, yes, and uh, I mean we broadcast in all kinds of different places. We're in San Francisco, we're in New York, we're in Chicago, but we're in new places starting this week. I think we're open in five new markets now. That's right. We are on and now in DC at ninety four seven HD two. We're on in Dallas Fort Worth at one oh three seven HD three. We're on in Denver on one oh five nine HD two and Kansas City on ninety six five and H D two and then on San Diego ninety eight one H D three. So welcome to all of the new cities. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and obviously if you're not in one of those cities, you're probably listening on radio.com or you can download the radio.com app. Favorite, we are Channel Q, and you can tune into our shows all day long, um, no matter where you are. Yeah, you can uh, you can listen to us wherever, too. You can listen on your phone. You can also listen through your smart speaker, and you can turn it up to drown out the construction noise. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are we, should we address that? I guess we should. I mean, it just it really does just sound like on my end that there's something it really like bad happening really, digestively. Really uh, gassy. Which I'm not going to confirm or deny. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is actually a good time to be able to get away with that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Man, I wish I had horrible diarrhea right now. No, well, good. speaking of um, gastrointestinal gra- gastrointestinal <laughs> issues, last night I, I was here and, in New York and I stopped at this Mexican restaurant and I, I called in my order because I was like tired after, you know, flying and everything. And so I picked up my food 
And I always have the same issue, especially when you're like picking up food at like a quick service place. It's not like you went and sat down so much as you, you know, walked up to the the counter and you either got what you ordered or you put in an order or whatever. And the receipt says tip. And it's like, why would I be tipping here? Did it say it on a physical piece of paper? Yeah. There was a line for tip. Okay. So it wasn't one of the the new iPad kind of thing too. Yeah. Okay. But I always feel like, am I supposed to be tipping? Like, what am I tipping for? And then that seems demeaning to like the actual servers who do real work as opposed to like the person who like typed in my order and then gave it to me. You know what I mean? Right. But then you also don't know where that tip is going. You don't know if it's going directly to the cashier or if they do a tipping pool between all the people that are also prepping the food and bringing it to people in the restaurant and something like that. That. Tip there. So, but wait, I have more questions. What were was there seating in the in the place, or was it just a literal walk up and and leave? No, this was this was uh, it was a restaurant that I called in a phone order. So it's a full service restaurant. Yes. Okay, but you ordered pickup from it. Correct. But it's not like a fast fasty food kind of place. Like most of the people there are eating dinner. But even like at I feel like at Chipotle and other places like that, they'll have like a tip line. Yes, you, they do. And it just it drives me a little bit nuts. Like, am I supposed to be tipping here? Well, I th- I think that we as a society need to collectively decide just because there is a line that says tip does not mean that we need to put something on that line. I think that that's part of the automatic receipt process for some. You know, but they're not necessarily expecting a tip, but they have a line there. And then people, of course, like you and me, feel guilty. So you even just put like a dollar or something because you don't want to look like Oh, no, it. I always put a zero there, but then I always feel like, I'm <laughs> you a jerk. put a big fat zero. I do, because I'm like, zero. I feel like I'm being a jerk. Uh-uh. None. <laughs> Sometimes I write neck roll. No. <laughs> That's but then so I, long to spell. I know it's a lot of writing. Um, <laughs> when I could have just put a zero, but I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm. <laughs> oh man, am I going to be a hero here? Um, I just feel like sometimes I might be being a jerk, but I'm also like I don't understand who I'm supposed to be tipping here. Like there's literally no one that served me. Well, here's the thing. I I get when I tip when I actually go to a a pickup room like if I'm picking up from a restaurant I'll usually do like a one to two dollar just so I have something to give them even though they've they've already done their job they've already packaged it up all they're doing is giving it to me I will do that but if I go to a coffee shop and like I went to a coffee shop when we were in San Francisco I ordered a coffee and a ham and cheese croissant and, and a banana. You did not see the banana because I consumed it before I saw you. But those were the three <laughs> things that I got. And there was a tip line. And I thought to myself, why the hell would I tip somebody for pouring me a cup, one cup of coffee and heating up a ham and cheese croissant? Now, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me at all. And I, I think that just because there's a tip line doesn't mean I should feel obligated to tip. But I did feel bad for her because she was the only person working there. There was a line like 10 people long and it was taking her forever to make stuff. She yeah. was working hard. So I was like, all right, I'll give you well, a buck coffee, or two. The coffee shop is the place where I always feel it the worst because I was a barista and I remember us getting tips like every week we would like split up all the tips and so then I'm like eh, maybe I'm being a jerk but um but I, I wouldn't expect it to t- I, I I mean as a barista I, I had that job for a little while too and I don't I don't like tipping was nice but I didn't expect it all the time yeah you know what I do expect all the time news it or lose it news it or lose it let's <laughs> hit it <laughs> drop the subject presents news it or lose it 
Oh my I... god, we were both doing it at the same time. <laughs> Even this this many miles apart. I know, still connected. <laughs> so I do have an update from earlier in the week. I know you were very flabbergasted with a, a news that or lose it headline that we delved into. Uh, I believe it was yesterday or was it the day before? I don't know. Memory is it's tough all kind for of blurred me. Together, yeah. But a study that had said it was okay to drink 25 cups of coffee a day is apparently bunk science. Oh. So there's a correction here. An expert explains the long list of reasons to keep your habit to a few cups per day. That is not an official News It or Lose It headline today. That's just a little update for any of you who are like, great, I'm going to get that 24th cup of coffee because Allie and Jarrett said I could. I was going to say, cut to someone who had a heart attack from the caffeine or something. And it's like, it's Allie's fault. Please, please don't sue us. (laughs) Uh, Or, Or the people who did the study. Yeah, or them. Sue them. Sue them. <laughs> sue Don't sue them. Us. Sure. Okay, here is your first actual headline for News It or Lose It. All right. Dear Miss Manners, I don't want these heirlooms, and nobody else does either. Oh, God. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, Family I, I heirlooms. Can't, I can't even, like, pretend to care about that. Lose it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, headline number two. Punky Brewster remount in the works. Oh, um, I wasn't a big Punky Brewster fan, but I do know a lot of people love that show. So I'll news it. Okay. Headline number three, David Lynch and Gina Davis to receive honorary Oscars. Um, oh, David Lynch um, runs the, the meditation foundation that I went to, the Transcendental Meditation Foundation. Oh. Um, and Gina Davis is just awesome. She was the first female president on television. I served her once. She's vegetarian. <laughs> oh, great story. Um <laughs> <laughs> yes, news it. Okay. Yes, because we need to unfold the the, the, the details of that. I was going to say, I guess we actually kind of know what we need to know there, don't we? Uh, <laughs> lose it. Okay, all right. Uh, Florida murder suspect accidentally released from prison. Oh, Jesus, Florida. Um, news it. Okay. Headla- and then finally, why 16-foot plungers are taking over L.A. malls. Absolutely not. <laughs> Oh, it's probably like some kind of art installation, and we should be supporting the art. No, it's uh, it's for marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That's oh, it. Oh, I don't care about that. Um, lose it. Okay, so wait, do we have any stories? We have, yeah, Punky Brewster remount in the works, and the Florida murder suspect who is accidentally okay. being released from p- prison. We got a lot to talk about. All that, all that, and more coming up <laughs> when Drop the Subject returns for our second hour, right here on Channel <laughs> Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. Talking about what's going on in the world. Uh, we did the. Uh, I'm Allie Johnson, by the way. Jarrett Hill in New York right now. That's me. He is hanging out with us remotely, and you will be back by the end of the week. Yes, I will be here on. I will be back in LA on Friday tomorrow. We've got Clayton filling in while I'm on the. I'm in the air. He'll be on the air. Yes, yeah, so um, uh, so yeah, yeah. While you're in the air, that's right. He will be on the air. That's perfect. And yeah. and Clayton Ferris, who you was joining me on uh, Friday by day, uh, he's now filling in tomorrow. So it will be Thursday by day, which makes no sense. Doesn't have much of a ring to it. Bye guy. He's our bye guy. Justin, I hate you. <laughs> Hey, you know, I'm the one who uh, who did the vocals on that. So I, I mean, I love. Don't that kill song, the messenger. But Justin, <laughs> I feel like Justin's like. Always finding a moment for a sound cue. Yeah, I mean, that that's him doing his job. It's important. It's, it's what you're supposed to do. It's your job. <laughs> All right. News it or lose it. Here we go. 
Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Ali, before you get started, we should tell people that we are going to start doing your voicemails in our news anchor voices and in cool radio girl voice. So yeah. you can call us and we will record it and send it to you. Absolutely. You're yeah. I, I mean, I think that um, voicemails are a little underrated. I think that people are just like, hey, it's me, you know, leave a message. Or it's just like, you've reached four. Oh, eight. You know, <laughs> exactly. Those, those are all fine and well and good. But, you know, you could get a little creative with your voicemails. And, and you know, Jarrett, you are very good with your news anchor voice. I mean, you've been in the journalist, journalism world for quite some time. You've done TV. Mm-hmm. So it comes naturally to you. And me, with my radio experience, I know that every radio station I've worked on has at least one cool radio girl. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounded like a cue. That everything sound more important than it actually is. Do you want to go to Winnetka County Fair? Call now. <laughs> so I literally can... thought that Justin was playing a cue. You cut into that so well. I, when I was a Starbucks barista, my goal was always to make people think I was a recording. Like it, Really? It was, yes. We would be like, hello and welcome to Starbucks, the Lotto Mall drive through I'm your barista, Jarrett. And, like, and we would do like the whole thing. It was hilarious. So would you tell them to press buttons too? Exactly. No, no. We would be like, Jarrett, we'll be available in a moment. Hi, this is Jarrett. Exactly. Exactly that. Or we would tag team, like I would do one voice and the other person on the other side would be like, Victoria. And like, it was, it was a thing. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm really a fan of effing with people over the phone in general. I think it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. thing. Yeah. So if you want us to record some of your voicemails, uh, just give us a call anytime. 833-77-CALL-Q. You can just give us your name, any information that you want us to leave on a voicemail and let us know if you want a news anchor voice or cool radio girl voice. And we'll give you some options. Justin's like, could you guys get to News It or Lose It? It's a free service. Okay, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to the News It or Lose It stories. How old do you think Punky Brewster is, the actress who played Punky Brewster? How old do you think she is now? Oh, geez. I'm trying to remember when that show was actually on. I feel like she's got to be easily in her 40s. You're right. She's 42. Okay. And... That show was on in the 80s, of course. Everyone is obsessed with reboot culture. We're rebooting everything we could possibly imagine. Because millennials are running everything now. Yeah, because we're running everything. And I mean, technically, you and I are still in the millennial category. I think we're senior millennials. Okay, first of all, watch it. (laughs) We are mid-range millennials. Okay. Because the senior millennials are like 40 now. Really? We're both 34. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we're mid-millennials. Watch it, lady. <laughs> and I, I, I am into certain reboots. I was not somebody who watched the, um, what was it? What was the San Francisco one? Not Family Full Matters. House. Full House. Yeah. I didn't watch that reboot. Uh, but a lot of people are obsessed with anything reboot. You watched Murphy Brown. You said it was terrible. Oh, God. It was so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring it up again. So bad, right? I have to bring that up with my therapist. <laughs> I just expected more from her. I really did. I really did. So now I think we're getting, because we've rebooted everything that came off the top of our heads, now we're getting really, we're digging deep, I think, at this point. Mm-hmm. And they have announced that Punky Brewster, there's a reboot in the works. Uh, NBC Universal, they announced the development of a follow-up revival series for... The uh, for Punky Brewster, which will star the original star, the original Punky Brewster, Soleil Moonfly, which I did not know was her name. Uh, that is a hysterical name, definitely an improv name, I would think. 
I just I, I I can't even remember like the premise of Punky Brewster. I'm literally over here googling like what was that show even about? Let's see. Like, okay, at seven years old, Fry won the title role of Punky Brewster, which premiered on NBC in 1984. It ran for four four seasons. That's right. She was a so, child abandoned by her parents. Oh God! Taken really? In by, taken in by crusty Chicago photographer Henry War- Warnamont. Oh, I love that they call him crusty. I know, right? Punky and her dog Brandon teach Henry how to lighten up. The dog's name is Brandon? Oh, I'll only watch it if they have the original dog. <laughs> Good luck with that. The titular Brandon, character Brandon wake for, up! The titular Brandon? character is named for a girl, former NBC executive Brandon Tartikoff, remembered from his childhood. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. Like, I think if there's a, a show that, that everyone's dying to watch again, I, I think that it still won't live up because the idea of a reboot is always more exciting than the actual reboot. Then to go even further down the line and say, here's a show that everyone kind of forgot about to the point where they forgot about the even the premise of the show in general. No, I mean, even people weren't like, whatever happened to Soleil Moon Fry? Like, no one's wor- wondering well, that. The, the other thing for me that's always interesting with reboots is like, what audience is it for? So, like, uh, sometimes it's for the original audience, and sometimes it's for like a new, younger audience. Um, I, w- I remember talking about the Raven Simone. Um, that's a Raven reboot, and like that reboot was not for the original audience. It was for like the new kid audience that that wa- that has are like the kids that are watching TV now. Right. Um, okay. Whereas like the Fuller House reboot was kind of for the original folks and like for the younger people. Um, does that make sense? Like, yeah. No. Totally. Like, like the Murphy Brown reboot was for everybody, I guess. You know. It was, it was, it was apparently for nobody because was nobody was watching no it. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, Blue's Clues, you could say, was for a new generation. Exactly, yeah. Like, and it's I not mean, like the old school Blue's Clues watchers are like, thank God this show is back. Except for me. Except for you, who's that very... That song is you're, a bop. <laughs> Justin, you better not. <laughs> it is a bop. Um, Allie, we only have a, a little bit of time. Uh, What's it's the other me, song? Josh, there we go. and this <laughs> is my puppy Blue. <laughs> we can't <laughs> wait to play Blue's <laughs> Clues with you. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about murders. Okay, let's. We're gonna make a hard left turn to murders in Florida. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So a 28 year old. So of course, I mean, prison escapes are always crazy. They're always, uh, you know, nationally trending stories. And then when someone who's actually gets released, that was like, oh no, they were innocent the whole time, and now they've been released. Everyone's like, yay! This is. Those are all you know exciting stories for their own reasons this is about somebody who was guilty and still was released on accident and this is another you know typical florida situation a 28 year old florida man facing first degree murder charges was inadvertently allowed to walk free after a lesser homicide count was dismissed leaving broward county authorities scrambling to not only find him but determine who should take the blame so i guess they through a technicality released this guy and then they were like wait a minute Go find that guy. We weren't supposed to release him. And then a murderer is walking free. I mean, this just seems like the luckiest murderer I can ever imagine. I mean, if, a, if such a thing exists. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, yikes. Okay. Well, hey, coming up, we've got... It's, <laughs> it's, I don't even know what to say to that. Well, yikes. Uh, anyway. <laughs> coming up, uh, on <laughs> it's Wednesday, so it's time for the Gay MA, where Allie, uh, as a lesbian, has a question for a gay man and vice that's versa. You. That's that's me because I'm a gay man. Um, just added myself right here on the radio. Uh, all that's coming up next on the new drop the subject with Jared and Allie right here on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop 
the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill, and hello to everyone listening in Washington, D.C. We have just launched on 94.7 HD2. We are also on this week, uh, we're now and forever starting this week. We are on in Dallas-Fort Worth at 103.7 HD3. We're in Denver at 105.3 HD2. We're in Kansas City, 96.5 HD2. San Diego... 98.1 98.1 HD3. We have a very special welcome to the San, this, to the San Diego crowd a little before the show's out. And then, of course, as we were up in the Bay Area earlier earlier this week, we are on 1550 AM. You can still listen to us on uh, Alice 97.3 HD2, but you can also catch us on AM radio there. So welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. That's right. So now it is time for Gay AMA. And since I went first last week, we did not get to your question for me. So why don't we start with you this week, Jared? Yeah, I was really feeling neglected about that. I didn't want to bring it up. Um, cut to me <laughs> well, this is a safe space for you. Exactly. Okay, so my gamma question for you, Lesbo. Yes, I'm listening. Um, I've always been fascinated in the different ways that, um, that gay men and lesbian women experience homophobia. Oh. Because I feel like... I feel like men experience it. I imagine, I don't know if this is true, so that's why I'm asking. I imagine that men experience homophobia more and like more strongly than women. So I'm curious, like, how are the different ways that you experience homophobia out in the world? Well, I have been very fortunate. Thank you for your question, Jarrett. Thank you. I have been, uh, you are a great panelist. (laughs) Or no, panel runner. Moderator. Panel moderator, moderator. So I uh, have been pretty lucky in my lesbian life to not have had a direct impact with a lot of people who are homophobic. But uh, in the times that I have, I, I do actually agree with you that I think men experience it a little more. And here's what my theory is on that. I think that if I were to talk to like a, an old Republican dude, like I, I did a project one time in North Carolina. I spent the whole week there doing a project, a video project, and uh, doing some hosting stuff. And it's very, it was a very conservative city. There was a lot of, it was for NASCAR, so it was like the especially America people. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, a little bit nervous about it. It's not like I was there with my wife, so it wasn't like I was explaining, you know, public displays of affection or anything like that. But I also, you know, I, I had that, I was just on my, on edge a little bit. But I realized that I, as a lesbian, I had more in common with these Republican conservative men because I love outdoors. I love animals. I love sports even though I'm not very good at them, I feel like because as a lesbo, as a, as a, as a homegrown lesbo, I can act like the men feel like they can still relate to those stereotypical lesbian traits. So they're like, yeah, you're okay, lady. But they don't understand as much a man who is particularly effeminate, who maybe is, is, a. Uh, not into sports or I mean this is all of course totally generalizing stereotypical stuff but right. you know if a if a guy is looking at another man who doesn't possess those qualities or like I don't understand you you're you're a freak or whatever you know what I mean I feel like maybe they're more likely to have that thought process with a you know in, in front of somebody who has behaviors that like as a man they are 
into those uh, those things like sports and hunting and all that stuff. And then if they meet a man who is not into any of those things and is also sleeping with men, that's something that they cannot relate to on any level. So then right. they don't like it. So, uh, yeah, I've always heard the from a theor- uh, people theorize that it's about patriarchy and like the ways that men associate themselves with lesbians and also because they they see lesbians as prospects or like you know if they just meet the right guy kind of thing ah Um, yes but also in the sense of um them being alike in that they're attracted to women and that um if it's more of like a i guess quote-unquote butch lesbian or whatever um like they have like a similar they have sometimes similar interests again stereotypically speaking right um so that that's always been interesting to me and like if it's a gay man then it's like well you sleep with men and you're but like that's always just been kind of an interesting dynamic so yeah like was, if i'm talking to a straight guy i can be like yeah that lady's hot right and they're like yeah exactly <laughs> you know like i guess we have a little more in common Sometimes, in I some mean, depending way? on what it is, yeah. Yeah, but I, I have experienced that where I, I'm at a bar or something, even when I was with my wife. She was not my wife at the time, but when we were together at a bar, there was a guy who came up to both of us, started hitting on us, which I feel like is pretty ballsy anyway, to just be like, hello, ladies, I'm, I'm here with both of you. I'd like to date both of you. And I was like, oh, we're together. And that does, did not do a damn thing. I mean, it, it was actually not... It was the opposite of a deterrent. Like, he had the... the, the, the his sights set on, like, ah, I'm going to turn a lesbian. That's oh, like God. a... It's a... It's a it's a rite of passage or it's like a big triumph. It's like a notch in your bedpost to be like, I did... I, I was able to get with a lesbian. Okay, so... Interesting. Um, okay, we've got one minute left. Give me what your game a question is, and then I'll answer it on the other side of the break. Okay. Can I have the music again, Justin? Jarrett. Yes. Have you ever done drag? And if you have not, what would your drag career be like? What songs would you do? What uh, What would your look be? Mm. Have you given any thought to that? Well, even as far as your drag name? This is good that I'm going to give you some time to think about this. Well, I actually, I, I know the first answer, and I, I have a theory on the second. So, okay. Um, when we come back, <laughs> Ali's game a question. Have I ever done drag? And if not, or if so... What is my drag persona, basically? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, that's coming up next on Drop the Subject. I love that we have like these acapella people in the background. We'll be right back with more of the Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill. Jarrett is in New York City. He's getting ready for. Yeah, that's right. Those commercials don't run anymore, do they? I don't think so. I I was actually thinking about that a couple of weeks ago. I was like, those Pace Picante commercials were kind of funny. That's what you were thinking? I did. New York City, that was a zinger. I was buying Pace Picante um, salsa, (laughs) and I thought, like, oh, I miss those commercials. Yeah, I think they need to get back into the funny commercial game. There are some companies that I think kind of gave up, and then they were like, can you hear that? A little bit. Okay. That's not me. I feel like this is... 
one of everyone's one just of, looking at the lesbian like oh <laughs> she's the one who ate the casserole one of my favorite funny commercials right now though is the geico commercial mind you it's like a year old or whatever with the old lady and they the she's like with a group of old ladies and they're putting things up on the wall and they think that's facebook and she's like, uh-huh. they're like, oh, I put it on my wall. And she's like, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Yeah. Like, I love that. I think that uh, commercials need to go all in on the funny. Yeah. I just think that's the only option because otherwise people just don't care. Even yeah. like baby formula or like diapers, like all of it needs to be funny. It can't be heartwarming. No one wants to do heartwarming anymore. I like heartwarming and funny. I don't like like, I, I don't know. What do I know? Anyway, sorry. You had a gamma question for yes, me. Yes, yes. You were asking about if I've ever dr- done drag and what my persona would be. Yes. So, the answer to your question is, have I ever done drag? Um, sort of. Um, when I was a, a, camp, a camp counselor, they had this thing where once every week or once every summer, it was like we did Christmas in July or something. And all the counselors, the male counselors got paired up with female counselors and we would dress as each other. What? Um, yeah, like for one of the for one of the shows that we had or whatever. So we would we would do the show as each other, um, and I can't remember what Did it was. Did that called. get a little offensive? No, no, it was no? it was fun. Like okay. it was it was pretty cool. Um, but like it was the moment that I recognized like I would not be a, I would not do well in drag because I'm such, I'm so boxy. <laughs> um, I had to put I'm on. Preaching a, to the choir, I right, understand. I yep. put on Emily's dress, and I was like, I have no figure. <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, well, this this is just not made for me, or I'm gonna have to like, I'd really have to like do some kind of shaping or whatever because I was just so my body was just really square and I was yeah. not loving how I felt in the interesting. dress interesting okay so it's not necessarily whether you've got the face for it it's whether you've got the body for it excuse I mean, me well to be clear yeah I mean and, and every shape oh can do drag obviously but I just I was like I didn't I, I, I didn't know what I would look like in a dress and I put it on I was like this just does not work for me right so you um, probably would never do it then I yeah the the funny thing is like I always tell myself like on Halloween I'm gonna dress up as like Wendy Williams or or something because she's like a tall light skinned black woman. Okay, so you would do somebody like that, right? But like I have said that for at least the last nine years, never done it. Um, kind of so say, I'm gonna do drag as Wendy Williams and I'm gonna get a tattoo. Those are the things that you have put okay, off for years. How dare you? <laughs> but I Just yeah, think we but, need to do one show where you do all of them at once. Do all of them at one time. Um, yeah, I've been saying I was going to do that for Halloween for years. And I just, every time Halloween comes around, I'm like, I don't feel like it. Like, I don't feel like doing anything. <laughs> well, that's, that's my story with Halloween every single year is yeah. if I really put effort into it, I think I would really kick ass at Halloween. But every single time I'm like, oh God, I'll just be a banana. <laughs> a banana? Yeah. I have a banana costume that I just use all the time. It really, and it works. It's always a crowd pleaser. That's actually a pretty good costume. I went to a Halloween party um, and I, I literally went at the last minute and I didn't have a costume. So I put on a suit and people were like, oh, are you Barack Obama? I was like, I'm a black man in a suit. And you think I'm Barack Obama? I was, I was like, bleep you, you racist people. All you and did was wear a suit. I just wore a suit. And they're like, are you Barack Obama? Well, then who uh, are you? I was like, Barack Obama. I am Barack uh, Obama. No, actually, I was. I went as Trevor Noah. Um, oh, you're like a different light-skinned black guy? Exactly. That's well, because really Barack funny. Obama's not even light-skinned. And, like, I, I went because I when Trevor Noah first came on the scene, people kept saying, like, we looked like each other, which 
I, I've never, I've kind of gotten, but not really seen it for that. Um, and so I was like, oh, well, this is easy. And so then I just told people I was Trevor Noah, and they're like, oh, I totally see it. Like, <laughs> You're like, you would. Of exactly. course you see it. Exactly. Okay, so. so now we need to move on to what's going on in the world of politics, correct? Is Donald yes. Trump still in the UK? What's going on exactly? He's apparently still our president. So, oh, um, great. All right, yes. I'll so check Donald, that box. Donald Trump is defending his trans ban. We've got this story about straight pride, which is kind of evolving. And there's some Hollywood producers who are uh, launching this campaign for $15 million with the ACLU to campaign against um, abortion bans, which is really interesting. So this first thing, Hmm. um, Ali, you have a a bit more information on this story about straight pride. Um, Kind of explain like what's happening with that, I guess. Uh, Yeah, well, I know that there's a a few guys over in uh, in Boston Boston. who have decided, uh, I mean, there's a group there that has decided they want to kick off a straight pride march in August. And uh, it the group is called Super Happy Fun America. Oh, God. And they have a, they've applied to the city government to hold their march and approval is currently pending. Of course, uh, there's three. So there's three main guys behind this. Uh, John Hugo, who was a Republican candidate for Massachusetts, fifth congressional district in the 2018 midterm elections. Uh, so he is one. He is on the organizers' website, and he is quoted as saying, "Straight people are, oppre- are are an oppressed majority. We will fight for the right of straights everywhere to express pride in themselves without fear of judgment and hate." So, what's interesting to me about this is we got some, uh, one of the great political voices of our time has obviously always been Smash Mouth. Um, <laughs> It is so funny that Smash Mouth is like the next installment of this story. Yeah, Smash Mouth got on Twitter. um, (laughs) First of all, them as a group collectively, I guess, uh, got on Twitter and and like in all caps were like straight pride question mark question mark question marks like f off and it was like Mm -hmm. well thanks for. Thanks for the support. Like, I don't know. It was weird. Um, Which is crazy because if there was a straight pride parade, I would think that they would be a great band to have perform. Well, I mean, I think this was their way of like showing LGBTQ pride. I oh guess. no, yeah, I mean, I get that. I'm just saying, like, but they they are very big in the straight community. In the straight boy, in the straight boy community. Yeah. I guess what's interesting to me about this um, is, I I'm actually not totally opposed to the idea of this. I'm more so opposed to where I feel like this comes from and how it would be, um, how it would look in practical application because realistically this is not necessarily about being proud to be straight this is about homophobia it seems like to me um, well, yeah. and, and wanting to be anti-gay as opposed to being pro-straight and I, I've, I've always said that my, um, my I remember my pastor saying to me to the congregation where, when I was a kid like I can be pro-me without being anti-you so I can be pro-gay without being anti-straight Aww. I can be pro-black without being anti-white I can be pro-this and not be anti-that and that's what this feels like yeah okay yeah I, and I, I think I think that it would be interesting to have a conversation with one of the three men that are planning this to figure out what they're... I mean, I, I read Rep- Republican candidate for Massachusetts, and I'm like, okay, well, there must be some kind of anti-gay angle Something. here. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you never know. It, 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 some people, you're like, okay, well, I, if I think of a straight pride parade, I don't I don't think of necessarily be offended. I Being offended, I think of mainly being bored. Yeah, well, it definitely does not sound like a good time. Um, no, I mean we know how say, to. Yeah, we know how to throw a parade. They don't. 
we, we've got to take a quick break when we come back. What is Donald Trump saying about trans soldiers now and, and that ban and $15 million going to the ACLU uh, for abortion rights? All that's coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new channel Q with Allie, uh, with Allie and Jarrett. I almost said Alex. That was like our couple name, Alex. How was or that? Or Jally. Jarally? Jarally. Oh, that's ugly. Yeah, I think all those combos are terrible. Cut to, cut to the listener who, whose name is Jarally, who's really upset right now. <laughs> My name is Jarally Smith, and I'm offended. Exactly. Uh, by the way, before we get out of here, call us for tickets to see Margaret Cho tonight in West Hollywood at The Rage at 7 p.m. Uh, she just got announced today. She will be at uh, The Rage as will... Uh, one moment. As will... Uh, Jen Cober from Dead to Me. Yeah, she just got added to the uh, lineup as well. So you don't want to miss the show, and you could go for free if you just call us right now. 833-77-CALL-Q. If you're in the SoCal area, just give us a call, and you could be going to that tonight. No game needed this time. Yes, and you can join Corey, who was our winner earlier, who did a fantastic job with um, Name That Show. Is that what it was? (laughs) Yes, don't say it with judgment or anything. I mean, Name That Show. (laughs) Name That Show, I'm guessing. Wednesdays on Channel Q. Okay. <laughs> Doing it every Wednesday. <laughs> exactly right. Um, <laughs> Show tickets comes. or no. Exactly. Okay, so. Okay, so the other thing that's going on is, you might remember, I don't know if you guys saw this, but over, uh, this past week, Donald Trump did this tweet where he was like shouting out Pride Month and talking about how we stand with LGBTQ people. And it was like, girl, what? You what? Um, because we've obviously seen. He got hacked. Hacked. Less listen something, but then he, oh, while he's been over in the UK, uh, he was on uh, with Piers Morgan, and Piers, you know, kind of asked him about these bands, um, and he said, "This story comes from the, the Huffington Post, um, written by Nick Visser, and the story says President Donald Trump defended his administration's effort to ban transgender people from serving in the military in an interview that aired on the UK's." Uh, um, their their morning show. Trump, who is currently in the UK for a three-day visit, spoke for an hour with ITV's Piers Morgan on a wide range of topics. Um, when asked about the administration's new policy that effectively prohibits transgender, transgender troops from serving, the president stood firmly behind his decision and inexplicably pointed out um, the amount of medications transgender service members need to take as the basis for him keeping them out. He said, quote, they take massive amounts of drugs. They have to, and you're not allowed to take drugs. He went on to say, I'm proud of them, but you have to have a standard, and you have to stick by that standard, and we have a great military, and I want to keep it that way. Wait, what, he said, I'm proud of them? He, Yeah, girl. So, like, what? I, what's, what's wild about this is, like, he made this argument as if it was, like, really expensive for the military to give all these medications to transgender folks and hormone replacement and all those right. different things. But, like, the, it's a fraction of what the military pays for um, erectile dysfunction medications. Um, which is, you know, like Viagra and stuff like that for for military service members and veterans. And so it's like, okay, but we can spend multiple times what it costs for hormone replacement therapy for men to be able to get it up, but we can't for these transgender people who need these hormones. Like, right. it's wild. Yeah, it seems like it's such a niche thing to be worrying about when, when I mean, 
especially if you think about the resources that people need for the military in general, like what you're saying, especially after people are out of the military and then they need, you know, therapy and PTSD treatment and things like that. And we and we do a terrible job with that. Right. We do so. a terrible job with that. So we need to give more resources to the military for all that stuff. Yeah. Um, this other story is coming out of Hollywood focused in Georgia. We've been talking about all of these abortion um laws that are going into effect in various different states. Georgia's catching it uniquely because Georgia has become a hub for film and television. Um, that state specifically Queer makes, over, makes over $2 billion a year from the film and television industry now, wow. which is a huge part of their, you know, their economy or whatever. So um, the story also coming from Huffington Post says Hollywood producers launch a $15 million campaign to fight abortion bans. The story is written by Marina Fang. It starts off saying, with a growing number of major Hollywood players threatening to boycott Georgia if its restrictive abortion law survives, Court challenges, a Hollywood producer is urging members of the industry to support the American Civil Liberties Union, the SLU's, efforts to fight abortion bans around the United States. Um, basically, what they're doing is they're trying to raise $15 million by this uh, July 1st deadline to be able to help the ACLU be able to fight this, um, fight these different cases that they're going to have to fight for abortion. Because we all know that this is eventually going to land in the Supreme Court where they'll be challenging Roe v. Wade. Um, but what's happening in Georgia specifically is various different uh, production companies and, and studios have been saying like, we might have to consider pulling out if this law goes into effect because the law has passed. However, the law has not gone into effect yet. It doesn't go into effect until next year. Huh? Interesting. That's, I mean, July 1st seems fast, but they have to make it that fast. $15 well, million dollars in by July 1st. I mean, I think about 30 days trying to raise $15,000 for my pilot and it was very difficult. I can't yeah. imagine how very, I mean, $15 million, but if you get well, everybody on board, could happen. Well, but this, they, he sent out an email that went out to a lot of like really heavy hitters. So, I mean, they went out to folks like Jeff Bezos at Amazon and Oprah? Uh, JJ Abrams and, uh, what'd you say? Oprah? Oprah probably got it, I'm sure. Um, and so a lot of people got it. But, That'd be um, a fun email chain, chain to be on, huh? Exactly right. That reply all. Yeah, who's the reply? Uh, <laughs> the annoying reply all person in that email exactly. chain? Exactly. Hopefully everyone Bezos. was BCC'd because that'd be annoying. <laughs> um, but like major studios like Netflix, Disney, Warner Media, who you know does HBO and and CNN and all those folks, um, they've all said that they would consider boycotting. I am going to be curious to see what actually happens because I'm not a hundred percent convinced that these places are going to actually boycott Georgia. Because it saves them a lot of money to produce there. But the other interesting part of it is that other states are now starting to look at trying to poach those different places, uh, those different studios to be able to bring them to their states. Yeah, so because they're they seeing how lucrative it is to be it's, like, oh, why not come to Jacksonville or whatever it is? You exactly. $2.7 billion gets made in Georgia every year. So, I mean, to even get half of that or a third of it or something would be great. But the other thing is like... All of these places have started building sound stages and offices and all kinds of stuff in Georgia. So we'll see what actually happens. Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, we uh, I hate to cut you off, Jarrett, but we did. Did we have a winner, Jarrett? Yes, we did. We are uh, Justin. Goddamn. Well, who is it? Luis? Yes. Are you Luis, farting? Congrats. No, I'm not farting. I think you're farting. No, it is not. No. <laughs> uh, congratulations to Luis, who is going to see Margaret show tonight. Uh, you are going to The Rage tonight in WeHo. Congratulations to you. And uh, it looks like we're out of time. We're That's uh, that's a show, Allie. We're that, done. And that's that's a wrap. That's a show. That's a show. Yes. We and thank you all for listening in all of the new cities that we are now in. Uh, Denver. Not Atlanta. Saint, not, not in Atlanta. Uh, not yet, but that'll be later on this year. We've got Denver. 
We've got St. Louis, we've got San Diego, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. We want to welcome you to the Channel Q family. Congratulations on, on getting this channel. You're very welcome.